0: Come on. How's everybody doing today? Doing good? I'm so excited to, to be with you. Um, why don't we just, can we just give Jesus a big shout in this place? Come on. I did need to break some ice this morning. I'm excited to, to speak to you this morning. I got a word on my heart. And if my iPad wants to open. There it is. Um, if you've been with us the last three weeks, we've been in a series. Uh, we've been talking about uh, hearing the voice of God. How many know it's important to hear God's voice? cool like half of us maybe by the end of today we'll all leave knowing it's important to hear God's voice amen Amen. come on and I know he's not here today but our pastor has been doing such an amazing job can we give it up for our pastor he's been preaching on the voice of God and it's been so good Um, just so many important topics covered he's talked about come on the importance of the Word of God how many know the Word of God's important one question that we you know people ask all times how, how do i differentiate between like my voice god's voice and the enemy's voice uh, open up your bible because listen to me when you know the character of god and the nature of god and and, and you know his heart and you know uh, what he's for and what he's not for and what he did and what he didn't do you get a thought and you go that sounds like god or you get a thought and you go that doesn't sound like god like I love when we were in youth ministry, like just just people, uh, young people coming to Jesus, and, and they were trying to hear God for themselves, and they would come to they would come and be like, Pastor Stephen, I I think God spoke to me, and I'd be like, That's great, man. What did he say? He's like, He he told me that like he's not the only God, and, and it, it, it's awesome, and I'm like, That that's cool, buddy. That's not true, but like, I'm I'm happy for you. You know what I mean? Like like it, it's good that you're trying, but like, that's not what the Bible says. We know that. We know that. It was supposed to be a joke. You can laugh, relax this morning. We're, we're going to talk about how God's the only God this morning because we need to know that. But come on, we we need the Word of God. That's how we that's how we know His ways. That's how we know His character. It's how we know His voice. And I love Pastor Jeff talked about redigging the wells, redigging the wells, and how important the presence of God is in our life. and And even talked about dreams and visions. Come on, dreams and visions. It's mysterious. Um, the most unshakable, foundational way that we'd hear God's voice is through His Word. Um, and I'm excited today to continue um, this series and I want to open up just by going to scripture. So why don't you open up your Bibles? If you got a Bible, open up to Proverbs chapter 3. Proverbs chapter 3. We're going to read in verse 5 and 6. I'm going to read it out of the message because I like what it says Um, and then we're going to jump to John chapter 10. John chapter 10. But this is what the Bible says in Proverbs chapter 3. It says, trust God from the bottom of your heart. Don't try to figure out everything on your own. Listen for God's voice. In everything that you do and everywhere that you go. He's the one who will keep you on track. Isn't that good? I love how it, I love how it ends here. Don't assume that you know it all. That's just good advice, okay? (laughs) Thank you, Solomon. I love that, though. Listen for God's voice in everything that you do and everywhere that you go. I love that it doesn't say listen for God's voice on Sunday. Right. It doesn't say listen for God's voice at a conference. Listen for God's voice in a the, in the big moment where the worship band's really good and everything's perfect. No, no, no. In everything that you do and in everywhere that you go. And let's go to John chapter 10. This is going to be our, our reading for today. Um, I'm so excited because I love, I love these words of Jesus. He says, I am the gate. Another translation would say, I am the door. I am the door. He says, whoever enters through me will be saved. They will come in and they will go out and they will find pasture." Verse 10, the thief comes only to steal and to kill and to destroy. But I have come that they may have life and have it to the full. I am the good shepherd. Somebody say, "I." the good shepherd. good shepherd. He's the good, good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. Check this out. The hired hand is not the, she- is not the shepherd and does not own the sheep. So when he sees the wolf coming, he abandons the sheep and he runs away. And then the wolf attacks the flock and scatters it. The man runs away because he is a hired hand and he cares nothing for the sheep. I am the good shepherd. I know my sheep and my sheep know me. Just as the father knows me and I know the father and I lay my life down for the sheep. Can can you go back to that? That's profound. That's profound. Just as the father knows me and I know the father, listen to me. I know my sheep and my sheep know me. That is so profound because I have no doubt that Jesus knows the Father and the Father knows Jesus. But oftentimes when I'm walking in in Christianity and walking this faith journey out, sometimes I wonder, do I really know God? Do I really know him? Like, like, am I really that close? But he wants us to know that just like he knows the Father and the Father knows him, listen, he knows you and you know him. Okay, now you can go on. Just, Just came to me. Verse 16, I have other sheep that are not of this sheep pen. I must bring them also. They too will listen to my voice. And there shall be one flock and there shall be one shepherd. And the reason my father loves me is that I lay my life, but I lay down my life only to take it up again. No one takes it from me, but I lay it down of my own accord. Listen to this. I have authority to lay it down and authority to take it up again. This command I received from my father. This command I received from our Father. Will you pray with me this morning? Jesus, we, we acknowledge your presence in this place. And we are so thankful that you've come. We're so thankful that you're here. We're so thankful that you, you, you've come to speak to us. God, we're, we're in this series about hearing your voice. And I, I just thank you for the words that you've given me today. Pray like always, you'd make my tongue like the pen of a ready writer. Jesus, you would, you would anoint my, my, my words, God. And right now, all over this room, Holy Spirit, we just invite you to take over. We give you the room. We give you the room. God, would you make our hearts soft? Open up our ears that we would hear your word, and God, we would not hesitate to obey, but God, we would walk out of this place transformed today because you changed our mind, because you have touched our spirit, God, because you impacted and encountered us. And we just thank you, Jesus, for all the things you're gonna do today, and all God's people said amen. Say amen one more time. Amen. Say amen again. Amen. Okay, I just want to see how much I can make you do. <laughs> Everybody stand up to your feet. No, I'm kidding. Just stay there. Um, I'm excited to, to dig into this word. In fact, I'm going to gonna jump right in. But today, I feel like my assignment um, is not to like give you another practice on how to hear God's voice. I think those have been good. And man, there's so many ways that God speaks. We could, we could probably take like 15 weeks, I don't know, 20 weeks, so we can go, here's a practice, here's a practice, here's a practice. But today, rather than talking about another practice on how to hear God's voice, I I really want to talk about what does God's voice do in my life? I really want to talk about the benefit of God's voice in my life. Is that cool? I'm going to do it anyways. (laughs) I want to talk about this. Why should you and I make every effort to make room and make space and listen to the voice of our Father? Why should we make every effort to hear His voice? And what is the benefit of God's voice in our life? Because hear me, how many know, I've said this before, but how many know you can know how to do something, but if you don't know why you're doing it, it's not gonna last very long. See, why is what is is what gets me out of bed? Why is what keeps me going when I don't feel like doing it? Why? I need to know why. I wanna know why today should I make room, should I make space for God's voice in my life? John 10 is such a powerful parable that Jesus lays down and and I'm excited to talk about it because in John 10 Jesus makes two statements And the first we're not really going to spend much time on the second we will spend our entirety of our time on but the first one that he makes is he says this he says I am the door or I am the gate depending on what kind of translation you like I am the door my my wife and I we have been putting in new doors in our house and I can say with confidence I don't like doors (laughs) because they're frustrating it's like can you just give me it like go in and just be done no we gotta like you know you gotta level it and you gotta frame it and you gotta like you know all the stuff you gotta do that I totally know how to do because my father-in-law did not help at all it was just me it was just me and as much as I don't like doors come on I like this door his name is Jesus Jesus says I am the door come on that because of Jesus we have access to God that because of Jesus, we have access to his presence, that because of Jesus, we have access to freedom, we have access to joy, we have access to peace, we have access to wholeness, we have access to fulfillment. Come on, somebody. Because of Jesus, like Proverbs 3 just told us, we can hear his voice in everything that we do and everywhere that we go. Because of Jesus, he has opened the door that we, you and I, we can have a relationship with our Father in heaven. it's so important that we know that because sometimes, without even thinking about it, we get into our minds that I need to get a word from God, so I got to go to church. I need to get a word from God, so I got to go to Men's Summit, or I got to go to Bloom, or I got to go to this big event. And while those are amazing, beautiful encounters with the Lord that I actually believe are essential to your faith, that God would encounter us in a different way corporately than he would uh, personally, I think that we all need to know that we have a personal access to God because of Jesus that you should know on a Monday and a Tuesday and a Wednesday and a Thursday and a Friday and a Saturday, you can have access to God in your car, in the shower, in the classroom, at work, on the toilet, wherever you want it, you can talk to God. That's good news, isn't it? He's given us access. You don't have to have me tell you what he's saying. You can actually hear what he's saying. You can hear his voice. And as you go through John 10, we see that Sorry about the toilet joke. I don't think that landed well, but some of you were very disturbed, and I'm sorry. I got some of you was laughing really hard though, so I'm gonna go off that. But listen, I love this because as you go through John 10, you see that Jesus is the door, but there's somebody else in the story. And the Bible says that we have a thief coming. We have a thief coming, and this thief he comes to steal and kill and destroy. See, can I say this today? Just because you have a door just because you have access to God, just because you can hear God's voice, doesn't stop the thief from coming. Jesus is loud and clear that you and I, we have an adversary, and his mission is to steal and to kill and to destroy. And that when it comes to you and I hearing the voice of God, when it comes to relationship with God, when it comes to connection with our creator, his mission is to distract us. See, The devil can't keep you from God, so he tries everything he can to keep you from being aware of God. We've been saying this all series long. God doesn't have a speaking problem. I have a listening problem. Can I take it a little further? God does not have a presence problem. I have an awareness problem. And I would love to stand up here and blame the enemy for all my problems. That would be great. The devil's a liar, and I hate him, and we kick him, and then we go home and we're like, "Devil, dang it. But have me you know, uh, we got to take some responsibility, that we have to take responsibility for hearing the voice of God. And this has to do with the culture that we are currently living in. And I'm not here to like like accuse, I'm not here to like shame. I'm just here to 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 reveal the nature of our culture right now. See, In my experience, God speaks in many ways. He speaks in many ways, but he does not shout over, and he does not compete with all the things going on in my life. And just for me, like, if this is for you too, you can, that's great. But just for me, what I've noticed is the biggest hindrance to my relationship with God is my schedule. When I'm really busy, or I'm really hurried, or I'm really rushed all the time, and I make no time and I make no space for God to speak to me. I see, many people are just simply too, too busy to follow Jesus. Many Christians, we're, if we're being honest, come on. We're just a little too busy to actually follow Jesus. See, this is what I learned, is that if the devil can keep you busy in the flesh, he can keep you lazy in the spirit. If the devil can keep you... Listen, a lot of us, we are so busy in the natural that we become lazy in the supernatural. We become so busy in the world that we become lazy in the kingdom. We become busy making money that we become lazy storing up treasure in heaven. I become so busy trying to make a name for myself that I become lazy making much of the name of Jesus. I, I get so busy working that I get lazy serving the kingdom. And before you throw stones at me, like, don't be mad at me. I'm just revealing our culture. I'm just revealing the culture that, listen, not just you're a part of, I'm a part of. And I'm so guilty of this, even as a pastor, getting so busy and getting so, so, so caught up in, in this life, this, this, this temporary life that I miss out on what God is actually trying to do behind the scenes. This is the reality of the culture that we live in today. Listen, do you know that it is important that as Christians we actually identify what we're up against? That we don't just walk through life kind of like, you know, I'm just kind of going through life, I'm unaware, I'm just walking. No, no, no. We have to identify what we're up against. We have to identify what is keeping us from actually stepping into all that God has for us. Because we have an adversary and we live in a culture that wants to keep our awareness and our mind and our attention and our affection on all these things on the earth so that we pay no attention to the things of heaven. And God, he speaks to us. And I think it's no secret. I think we can all agree that life can get really loud, can it? Life can get really loud. Are you guys doing okay? Listen, there's a lot of distraction. There's a lot vying for our attention. There's a lot vying for our affection. And when life gets loud, we need to get quiet. We need to make space to hear God's voice. And in 2023 it's an epidemic because there is so much technology and there's so many sermons out there and so many podcasts and so many YouTube prophets and TikTok prophets and, and, and all these voices out there and we got the news going and we got all of these opinions like 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 because like, everybody now has a platform and so there's so many voices out there and it's an epidemic listen to me because if we're not careful it is so easy for you and I to expect somebody else to to, to hear God for me wow. Yo know, I heard heard this great podcast it was really good Oh, you know, I listened to this, this awesome sermon. It was so good, man. I read this book. It would change my life. And those things are amazing. Those things are great. But how many of you know they are not enough to satisfy your soul? Because can I remind you today, church, that God, he, he, he created you to hear his voice for yourself. He created you. it's actually something on the inside of you that... That, that when it connects with the Savior, something is fulfilled, something is satisfied, something you realize, this is what I was born for, was to hear God's voice, was to connect with my creator, was to have relationship with God. And I'm all for podcasts and sermons and, and books. I, I, I do it all. But we have to learn to hear God for ourselves. And that's why we're doing this series called, Where Did You Hear That? Right? Hey, where'd you hear that? Because there's so many voices in our culture shouting, talking, opinions. You should think this way, you should think that way. This is how you should vote. This is how you should not vote. This is what you should do. This is what you should not do. Did you hear? Have you heard? Is anybody else just like 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 four years ago when somebody was like, Did you hear? I'm like, what? But now when somebody's like, did you hear? I'm like, uh oh, like prepare myself, right? Oh, did you hear? I'm like, oh no. Get away from me! Like I don't want to know. Like back in the day, I'd say back in the day, but it was like 2019. It's like calm down, man. We've been through it. It did. It did. We've been through it though. And I remember, like somebody would be like, "Hey, did you hear?" I'd be like, "What? What's up? Give me some good news." Well, now it's just bad news. And can I tell you, the voice that you listen to the most is determining the direction of your life. We have to hear God's voice above all other voices. Above all other voices, we got to know his voice. And Jesus lets us know that the sheep listen to his voice. He lets us know that I know the sheep and the sheep know me. And that's why I love our text today, because in it we see the closeness of our God. We see the intentionality of Jesus toward us, because yes, there is an adversary, and yes, there is a thief that comes to steal, kill, and destroy, but i got good news today, there's also a shepherd. And this shepherd, his name is Jesus. His name is Jesus, and He comes that you might have life and life to the full; that you might have life and life abundantly. And I love the way Jesus will differentiate between um, a a shepherd, ordinary shepherd, and a good shepherd. He says this. He says, "I am the good shepherd. I'm not a hired hand. I own the sheep." Have you ever been like traveling and you're like in a hotel, right? And like, you don't really care what happens to the hotel cause it's not yours. We should be good stewards of it, but we're not. Let's just be honest. I still feel weird when they're like, just throw the towels on the ground. I'm like, are they sure? My wife's like, yes. I'm like, no, I, I gotta like, I'll take them for them. Like it's, it's all good. Like it just feels wrong. But it's, you, just, you just treat it differently. Like I'm done with that. <laughs> Oops, I got food on the bed. <laughs> Dang it, <laughs> it's not mine. I don't really care, right? Because I'm not, I don't own it. I don't own it. But when something happens in my house, I'm like, dang it. I got to like fix this and I got to clean this up and I got to like make this better now because I own this. And Jesus wants us to know he's not a hired hand. He owns the sheep. He owns the sheep. And so Jesus is saying, I own the sheep. You can trust me. You can trust me because I'm a good shepherd. And listen to me, I'm careful with you. I have a plan and a purpose for you. I'm guiding you and I'm protecting you, and I'm here. I'm not running away like these hired hands. When the wolf comes, I don't run away. No, I stand and I protect you. And so you can trust me because I'm a good shepherd. But I love what Jesus says because he gets even further. He says, He says, I call my sheep by name. Ooh, I love that. I call my sheep by name. Did you know that you're not a number? You have a name. God calls you by name, He calls us by name. He knows your story, and he knows how many hairs are on your head, and he knows all of your mistakes, and he knows all of your shortcomings, and he knows all of your weaknesses, and he knows all of your strengths, and he knows all of your gifting, and he knows your purpose, and he knows your family, and he knows everything that you're gonna do. Come on, and he calls you by name. You're not just a number. No, 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 God, he he says, I know you. I know you. I know you better than you know yourself. See, the fact that we have a good shepherd, it should bring some comfort to our hearts today. Because hear me, we have an enemy and a thief that comes to steal, kill, and destroy. But when life gets loud, when life gets busy, when life gets dark, oh, we gotta remind ourselves, friends, that we have a good shepherd who walks with us and talks with us, and he comes, that we might have life and life more abundantly. Come on, if you believe that, can we give God a shout of praise in this place? Come on, because I'm thankful That although there's somebody against me, I've got somebody who's greater that's for me. And so today I'm excited because I'm going to take the remainder of our time and I'm going to give you 21 things from John 10. I'm kidding, not 21, just three, okay? But see what I did? I lift the expectation and then I lowered it, okay? Three things from John chapter 10 that would tell us the benefit of God's voice. What does God's voice do in our life? And I'm hoping by the time we leave here, we're we, we leave here with a sense of I need to hear God's voice. I need to make room, I need to make space, I need to get I need to get into the quiet, I need to get into the silence, I need to get into the solitude, and just listen to God's voice because it's essential. Can I tell you like we're not doing this serious because God's voice is like a good like life hack? We're not this is not good advice. No, God's voice is essential to our faith. God's voice is like breath to our lungs. It's essential, and I love it because we live in a world that offers many escapes, but we serve a God who offers encounters, encounters that would touch your soul in an irreplaceable way, and so why today should we be intentional? Why should we make space? Because number one, if you're taking notes, you can write this down, his voice provides direction in our life. Somebody say, that's good. Come on, help me out. I sweated over that point hey, you gotta help me out, all right? This is a joke, okay, we're moving on. Direction, right down direction, because listen to me, the shepherd, he leads the sheep and he guides the sheep and he tells the sheep when to go and he tells the sheep when to stay and the sheep, they follow the shepherd. Jesus says, the sheep, they listen to my voice. And, and you know, when we talk about sheep in church, you know we gotta do it, right? We know who the sheep represent in the story. It's us, we're the sheep. Right? Jesus has identified who the thief is. He's, he's identified who the good shepherd is. And so it really only leaves one party left for us to be. You don't get to be the thief. You don't get to be the shepherd. You're a sheep. Turn to your neighbor and say, you're a sheep. And I wish somebody said bad. <laughs> That's awesome. But I didn't tell you to do that, so do what I say. Okay. <laughs> I'm kidding. Calm down. right we're we're sheep and, and i and i wish obviously i wish that was encouraging but it's not encouraging because we know that sheep might be the dumbest animals on the planet right and 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 listen to me sheep like they have like really bad eyesight okay sheep are like incredibly stubborn animals like listen it's one thing to be dumb cuz you can just like go with the flow you're like hey i don't know what's going on but i'm just i'm just glad to be here man what's for lunch <laughs> what's for lunch man this is great It's great, I'm just dumb, it's good, it's all good. But like to be dumb and stubborn, not a good combo. Not a good combo. In fact, fun fact, if you put sheep in a pasture, they will eat all the grass and they will not stop eating until all the grass is gone. And then once all the grass is gone, they will start eating each other's fecal matter until they die. Yeah, that's sheep. Thank you, Jesus, for identifying us as sheep. You thought you were just dumb. No, there's much more to it. What'd you learn in church today? Oh, you know that I'm dumb and I don't have good eyesight and that I'm stubborn and I don't know when to stop eating. That's what I learned. We're sheep. We're sheep, man. But why is it important that we're reminded of this? Because it's important that you and I know that we need a shepherd to lead us, to guide us, to tell us where to go. Because listen, like sheep, you and I, we indulge our flesh. We will eat till we drop. We'll take a good thing, and we will wear it out, and we will kill ourselves from the inside out. That's, it's, that's, what, that's what sin does. When we obey our, our flesh instead of listening to the Spirit, we need the voice of the shepherd. We need his guidance in our life. And I love when, when, when you're reading the Bible and you can cross-reference other verses And today. I think John 10, it goes so well with, with Psalm 23. Psalm 23, one of the most probably the most famous psalm ever written. It's written by David, but check this out. He says, the Lord is my shepherd. I lack nothing. Listen to the language. He makes me lie down in green pastures. God sometimes he will just make you lay down. It's like, I know you want to go, but just stop. Just lay down. Nope, stop squirming. Just lay down, right? You're like, okay, God, right? And just, you got to rest. But listen to the language. I love this. Listen, he leads me beside quiet waters. He he leads me, he refreshes my soul. Listen, he guides me along the right paths for his namesake. So powerful, this is so powerful today because listen, I love this because do you remember David is a shepherd and he's declaring that the Lord is his shepherd? I love that that, that fact because because it's so powerful that he knows who his God is. But it's not just that he knows that God is his shepherd. Look what it means for David. Look what it means that, that the Lord is his shepherd. He says, I lack nothing. He says, I lack nothing. In other words, do you hear the reliance on the shepherd that David has? He's saying, in Jesus, I have everything that I need. In Jesus, I have everything that I need to to fulfill what God has called me to do. In Jesus, I have lasting satisfaction. I have longing fulfillment. In Jesus, I don't need anything else. My needs have gone out the window because my eyes are fixed on my Savior. My eyes are fixed on my shepherd. And I've realized and I've got a revelation that in him is everything that I need. And I hear a reliance on the shepherd from David. See, we don't often live like that, do we? Often I can't stop thinking about what I, what I lack. I need more money in the bank account. I need, more, I need another car. I need another this. I need more food. I need you know, I need glasses because I can't see because I'm just a sheep, and, and I need to know when to stop eating. And, 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 and all I can think about is what I want, all I can think about is what I need, right? But David says, I lack nothing. Why? Because when you understand who your shepherd is, you understand that you lack nothing. See, for some of us, this is a revelation, and we're just like, I don't really know what that's like. I feel far from that revelation. But I want to let you know you can step into that revelation today you can have a revelation that in Jesus is truly everything that I need. He satisfies my soul. He brings fulfillment to my life. See, when it comes to following, I think we can learn a lot from geese. Most random transition ever given in a sermon. (laughs) Geese, geese. And like, you probably don't know this, but geese, when they fly, they fly in a V formation. Surprise! You didn't know that. It's okay. I'm here to teach. That's why I'm here. I'm just here to teach you things and reveal things to you. And I'm not gonna like use all the big science biology words that I definitely know, but I keep it simple for you. Okay? Geese. <laughs> it's okay. Right? Just probably like somebody who's like an expert on geese in here. I'm about to botch this things, but I'm gonna do my best. Right? We know geese fly in a V formation. Because the rest of the geese, they what do they do? They draft off the leader, right? Their, the, their flying is actually made easier because the lead goose breaks the wind for the geese behind it. In fact, when, when, when one of the geese gets out of formation, they immediately feel the full force of wind. They immediately feel the, the full force of trying to go at it alone. That'll preach a sermon today. And so what do they do? They, they quickly get back in formation so that they could take advantage of what they call the lifting power of the bird in front of it. See, cyclists will do this too. I don't know if anybody rides a bike in here. I rode one once. <laughs> so I know things. <laughs> right? Cyclists, they'll they'll ride and, and they'll line up, and the leader will actually break the wind. They call it drafting off the leader. And they say that like, 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 like leading is hard, but following, they say when you're drafting off the leader, you're actually only using 50% less effort. I, mean, I feel like that's a word for somebody today, that all you have to do is draft off of Jesus, that all you have to do is follow him. Listen to me, you don't have to lead, you don't have to work in your own effort, you don't have to sweat, you don't have to stress you just have to draft off the shepherd. Who's that for today? Listen to me, that Jesus is our good shepherd, and all you have to do is follow, because Jesus has put the work, he's put the effort forward, he's put the performance in, he's he's done the hard work, he's done the heavy lifting. In fact, you can take his yoke upon you, because his yoke is easy, and his burden is light, and he says, all you've got to do sometimes in seasons is just get behind the shepherd, and just follow him, and just draft off of him. Come on, is anybody thankful that our God, God leads us, and he directs us. You've been sweating because you've been trying to be in control. I say give up control today and just follow the shepherd. Draft off the shepherd. He's put the work in for you. He says if you come to me, I'll give you rest for your soul, and I will actually put a new burden on your life. It's going to feel burdenless. Ah, yeah. oh, Who says I don't remember who says it, but they say hey, your commands are like, they're not like commands to me. Your commandments, they're, 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 they're not burdensome because the Holy Spirit's on the inside of you and he's doing the heavy lifting. He's, he's, he's good at leading. You should let him lead. Hmm. Yet what I've learned about God is that God will not lead those who want to direct their own lives. Listen, if you want God to lead you, you have to submit your will over to his will. You have to recognize I'm just a sheep and I need a shepherd. And this is the place when you actually submit your will over to the will of Jesus. This is the place that you can finally stand up and declare the Lord is my shepherd. I lack nothing because my will is his will. They're lined up. And I love how much we need the voice of God. The Bible says that his word is like a lamp unto our feet. It's like a light unto our path. Meaning God doesn't give you your 20-year you know, plan. No, no, no. He says, just trust me every step of the way because I want to lead you and I want to guide you. And that's what he does. He, he directs our life. Number two today, if you're taking notes, you can write this down. He brings correction into our life. He brings correction into our life. And I know we don't like that word, correction, because we don't like being corrected because we like to be correct. Right. I hate being corrected. But can I tell you this morning, Jesus's correction will always benefit you. And to know God is to know his voice. To know God is to know his voice. And when you know God, listen to me, when you know God, you can hear something that's hard to hear and not get offended because you know the place it's coming from. You know that his words come from a place of love. You know that his words come from a place of grace. You know that his his words, they come from a place of purpose. That when you know God, when he corrects you, it doesn't hurt you. It brings comfort to you. In fact, I would say it like this. If God never contradicts you, if God never corrects you, you aren't listening to his voice. You're just listening to your voice. When was the last time? It's a good question for us today. The fun question for us today. What was the last time you said, I was wrong? I was wrong. And of course, I'm avoiding eye contact with my wife right now. (laughs) I'm just talking to you guys. (laughs) I was wrong, right? I don't want to look at her, (laughs) right? She's like, you've never said that. I'm like, no, I have, I promise. I was wrong. Why do we need God's voice to correct us? Because we have the tendency to wander. Like sheep, we have the capacity to go astray. It's not like you wake up one morning and you're like, I'm done, Jesus, I'm out of here. I don't know why, but I'm done. No, it's. It, it's subtle, isn't it? It's slow. It happens over time. Distraction sets in. Other voices begin to influence our life. We begin to listen to the wrong voices. We begin to get offended. We begin to get bitter. We begin to, 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 to stop altogether listening to the voice of God. And before we know it, we're away from the flock. We're away from the flock. And I love the goodness of God because when you're away from the flock, guess what? Jesus comes after you. The Bible says that he will leave the 99 for the one. And when you wander, when you go astray, oh, God will come and he will find you. And I love the parable that Jesus tells us because when he finds the sheep, he brings the sheep home, and what do they do? They throw a party. Is that our experience of God? I've been pastoring for you know a little over eight years, and I can't tell you how many times like like I see somebody who hasn't been in church for a while, like at the a, a Safeway, and they're like almost the first thing they say, "I'm so sorry I haven't been in church," and I'm like, "It's okay. It's okay." I, I'm just happy to see you. In fact, I've I, I noticed like, I'm just, I'm just being transparent this morning, but like, I noticed that like, I, I would see like a young person in the, in the store and they hadn't been to church in a while and they would be like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And I'm like, I love you. Right, so I chase them. I'm like, hey, no, I'm kidding. I didn't do that, I promise. I'm not that weird. God, he'll, hmm, he'll come after you. But hear me today. How do we know that we we hear God's voice? Let me ask you this question. Has he ever contradicted you? Has he ever disagreed with you? Has he ever just been like, nah, nah? You're like, what? Nah. That means no. In, In Gen Z, that means no. Nah. Remember last time I was teaching you Gen Z cap? Yeah, it's lit. It's so lit. There's no, there's no cap up in this house. Okay. Um, <laughs> right? See, see, and so I'll say, God, I really want you to speak to me. But what I'm really saying is, God, I really, I want you to agree with me. And then he'll send the answer in the form of a human being, my wife. And she'll be like, you're wrong. I'm wrong. You need to spend time with Jesus. You're wrong. Yeah, yeah, I said it. But what do we do? What do we do? Listen, we go, let me go find somebody that will agree with what I want to do. Woo, hey, 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 dad. Dad, can I, get, can I get those Legos? I might talk about Legos every time I preach. Get over it. Can, can I, no, no, son, you can't. Oh, dang. Yo, mom, can I get those Legos, right? Right? Sure, sure, son. And we get to the store and I make my parents have a fight because one said no, one said yes. You know who you are, stop doing it, okay? Right? And so I look for somebody that will agree with what I want to do. I feel this for somebody today. Listen to me, maybe the answer that you're looking for in this season is not going to come in the form of confirmation, Maybe the answer that you're looking for in this season is going to come through contradiction. God, I want to do this. These are my plans. I know, but I have better plans for you. I know that you want to go to the left, but I want you to go to the right. I know that you really want to go, but I really need you to stay. I know that you really want this right now, but I need you to wait because you're not ready for it. You're not, you are not. You. actually can't handle it. See, see, God knows what you need and God knows what you can handle. And so when God says no, we should trust him because he sees what we cannot see. And sometimes we resist the voice of God because we are so sure of what we want. And there comes a point in time in our life where we just have to say, God, man, I'm just a sheep. I don't know any better. I don't, I don't have this whole thing figured out. I don't know it all, but I trust you because I know that you love me. I trust you because I know that you're a good shepherd. I trust you because I know that you're a good father. Come on, somebody. I trust you because I know that you're faithful, and I know that you're good, and you can contradict me. Come on, is there anybody in the room today that says, God, you can contradict me because I trust, but what you have is better five people gave God permission to contradict them. Okay, I gotta keep going then. (laughs) We're not leaving till you all agree. No, I'm kidding. And sometimes, man, it's difficult and it's hard and you might have to wrestle with it for a season, but you have to come to a place where you declare, not my will be done, God, your will be done. Why? Because I trust him, because he's good, because where he's taking me is better than where I wanna go. All the grass is gone. Guess I'll eat this poop. What's that, Jesus? I shouldn't eat the poop? (laughs) I'm sorry, but it looks good. Okay, okay, all right, all right. Just having fun, man. That wasn't even in my notes. It just came to me. (laughs) Sometimes church, we we hold on so tight to what we want. Listen to me, and the reason you're not hearing the voice of God in this season is because you're not open to correction, because you have made your plans more important than God's plans. David says this. He says, "Your rod and staff, they they comfort me. Your rod and staff, they comfort me." Why? Why does he say that? Well. We know that a shepherd, he had two things. He had a rod, and we'll talk about that in a minute. But in the other hand, he had, a, he, he had a staff. And on the end of that staff, if you've ever seen Toy Story, there's a hook on it. What's her name, Bo Peep? There's a hook on it. right? What was the hook for it? was when the sheep would wander, the shepherd would, would, would hook the sheep around the neck and pull the sheep back to the flock to safety, especially in difficult areas, especially where there was cliffs. Especially when there was predators close, he would, he would pull the sheep back. And now don't get me wrong, that when that, when that staff went around your neck, it would cause some pain. But having to you know that little bit of pain saved you from greater pain. You say, David, why would you say that your rod and staff comfort me? Why would something that causes pain bring you comfort? Because it saved me from greater pain. Because it hurt for a season. And I felt rejected, and I felt like I had everything going for me, but then God said no, and I was dejected, and I felt rejected. But then I got up, and I realized that what he was saving me from was going to ruin my life. And we need the correction of God because we wander, and we astray, and we're blind, and we don't know where we're going, and we think that poop is good for us when it's not. And we walk into seasons of life, and we go into places that harm us. And it's not just about you, it's about your family. Because the decisions that you make and the decisions that I make, they affect your family. And they affect your family's family. And they affect the body of Christ. And I don't know about you, but I think we've got a lot of sheep who have gone astray. And it doesn't mean that they're not coming to church. It just means that they're speaking a message that is contrary to Jesus. And it's doing a lot of harm in the church. Doing a lot of harm in the culture. Right now, Christians are seen as people who, who, are, who are moral, people who all they promote is morality. All they promote, and I'm not against morality, but when, when the message of the church is not the love of Jesus, man, I think we've gone astray. Because Jesus told us that they'd know who we are by our love for each other, Amen. Amen. not by our opinions. Not by our podcasts, not by the things that we want to do. No, no, no. By the submission of our will to God's will. Because guess what? Being known for love is really hard. I'm not speaking from a place of being known for love. Sometimes I'm hard to love. Again, I think I said this the last time, Bob Goff says you should love difficult people because you are one. I say that to make myself feel better. It has nothing to do with you, everything to do with me. I'm sorry for being difficult. See, correction is only unwanted when you love your mistake. Correction, people who don't want correction are people who love their mistake more. Or we don't want correction because we don't trust the place it's coming from. And I get that, man. That's real. Like there are people who try to correct you and you're like, you don't even know me. I don't know you. But can I encourage you today? That's not what my message is about. My, my message today is that you can trust God because he's a good shepherd. He's a good savior. He's a good father. And the, his correction comes from a place of love. What's interesting about shepherds is that when a sheep would wander too many times, the, sheep, the, the shepherd would find the sheep and he would break the sheep's legs. And then he would put the sheep on his shoulders and he would carry the sheep back to the flock. And, and and they tell us that that sheep, once his legs mended, that that sheep would never wander again. Like you ever, you grew up in Sunday school and you saw that picture, Jesus, and he's got the sheep on his shoulders. Do you remember? Can you put that picture up there? Do you remember this picture? <laughs> and you're just a kid. You're like, oh Jesus, <laughs> so cute. Look at him cuddling. I bet they're best friends, huh? <laughs> so cute. No, he just, he just broke that sheep's legs. <laughs> like, he's up there because he can't walk, right? <laughs> but hear me today. Listen to me. I would rather have my legs broken than lose my life. Come on, I would rather lose my legs than lose my soul. I would rather experience a temporary pain so that I could be saved from a life-lasting pain. I know it's temporary. And I know God comes in and he says no. And I know God comes in and says no, actually you don't know it all. But if we don't have that in our life, we are led astray. And I don't want to be sheep without a shepherd. I want to be a sheep that knows my shepherd. I want to be a sheep that knows his voice. Lastly today is the worship team's going to come and, and help me close. First, he provides direction. Second, he provides correction and Lastly today, he provides protection. Protection. Listen to me, all throughout the Bible, we see that our God, our God is a God of protection, isn't he? All through, I don't have time to go through all the scripture. That means just scripture, just like seriously, later today, just Google it, verses about God's protection and start to read, start to read all the verses about God's protection. I think one of my favorite ones is Psalm 121. Talk about his shelter and his, his shadow, how we can run to his shadow and we can hide. Our God is a protector. And this house is one of protection. So on one hand, the, the shepherd, he's got a staff. And on the other hand, he's got a rod. And we know that the staff was for correction. But the rod, the rod was for protection. So that when a wolf came or a bear came or a lion came, The shepherd would take the rod and he would protect his sheep. He would protect his sheep. Something super interesting. Listen, I know the worship team's getting up here, but can I get your attention for just a moment? Can we lean in? Because I'm done. I'm done in five minutes. I'm done. And I want you to get this because I want you to know that God protects you. You're, you're, You're not left without shelter, you're not left without protection. And I was studying about shepherds and shepherds, it's super interesting, that when they didn't have protection over their flock, what would they do? They would actually all night, they would circle their flock. They would walk around their flock and they would watch and they would wait for any predators to come all night. All night, they would walk. This is why we see David and he kills bears and he kills lions. You're like, that sounds crazy, but it's because David was present. It's because David was there. He was with his sheep and he was ready to protect them. And so when a lion came and snatched up one of the sheep in his mouth, David was ready. He had his rod, and he chased after the lion, and he grabbed the lion by the beard, and he just clubs the lion, and he kills the lion. Like, whoa, that's crazy. What is it? It's a picture of our God. It's a picture of our God that when the enemy comes and he snatches you up in his mouth, that when life comes and snatches you up in his mouth, that when darkness invades your life and you're like, what is going on? We serve a God who comes and he rescues us and he protects us. In fact, you look, the night that Jesus was born, the night that Jesus was born, I think it's Luke chapter two, but there's that famous line around Christmas time and it says that the angels came while the shepherds watched over their flock by night. You remember that? What were they doing? They were all night. They were watching. They were pacing. They were wa- they were waiting. They were protecting. They were protecting. Oh, but I love Jesus. Cuz he doesn't just protect sheep like that. Oh, Jesus goes even further. <laughs> and he says, "I'm not a hired hand. I'm willing to lay my life down for the sheep." See, these other shepherds when the wolf came, they ran away and the sheep were scattered, but not me. I'm willing to lay my life down for the, in fact, I will lay my life down for these sheep. I will lay my life down for these sheep and I'm so good and I'm so powerful that I will claim my life again and I will rise from the grave. Come on somebody. And Jesus is saying today that I died and I shed my blood To protect you from hell, to protect you from death, to protect you from shame, to protect you from sin, to protect you from the curse of sin. See, under the old covenant, the sheep had to die for the shepherd. They made blood sacrifices so that the people could be made right with God. But under the new covenant, Jesus says, no, the shepherd dies for his sheep. He dies for his sheep. And God is not just willing to lay his life down for you, church. He already did lay his life down for you. And you can stand in the full knowledge today that you are protected from sin. You are protected from shame. You are protected from guilt. You are protected from condemnation. You are protected from the evil one. In fact, the Bible says, Jesus says, I've given you my authority. He didn't give the devil authority. You know that the devil, you know the way that the devil gets authority is when you give it to him. You have authority over snakes over demons, over the evil things of this world. You have authority because it's been gifted to you by Jesus. And I think for anybody in the room today, you're saying, God's never done that for me. I feel like I called upon God. I mean, I just don't feel like he did that for me. I honestly think this. I honestly think that when we get to heaven one day, we're going to get to like look back at our life. And we're gonna see all the times that the Good Shepherd stepped into the gap for us. We're gonna see all the times. Listen to me. All those things, all those seasons, all those hard things that you went through, all the times where you you pursued something and it didn't work out, all the times where, come on, seasons that left you left you mad, they left you confused, they left you they left you in a dark place, they left you asking questions like, why is this happening to me? I sense some of you are in a season like that right now. Why is this happening to me? Why am I going through this? And I honestly think that when we get to heaven, we're gonna see time and time again where the shepherd stepped into the gap for us. He stepped into the gap and listen, you might've wanted that thing, but he saw something different. And he said, if I give you that thing, it would have ruined your life. And so I know you were mad at me, but I actually saved you. Can we stand to our feet today? And can we just, right now in our heart, can we just get a, a, a posture of surrender today? I don't care who you are. I know you, I know some of you, you got jobs and you got things going on in your mind. Can we just release today? Can we just give up today? Can we just surrender today? Right now, I don't know what you're going through, but I just sense that there's some people in the room today, you're going through a dark season, and you're wondering why you're going through it, and I just came to tell somebody, because God is protecting you, because God is correcting you, because God is directing you, because he's a good shepherd, and he's a good father, and he's a good God, and he's faithful. He's faithful. He's faithful. I want to declare this over you. Will you lift your hands to heaven this morning? Come on, will you just lift your hands all over this place? I want to declare this over you. Listen to me. God is protecting you right now. And his voice is one of protection. Sometimes it's a no. Sometimes it's a yes. Sometimes it's a not right now. Listen, he will not let you stumble. He will not let you fall. He will not forget you. He will not ignore you. He will not fall asleep on you. He is protecting you. Listen, he's gone before you, and he hems you in behind, and he's protecting you right now, and he protects you forevermore. Come on, if you agree with that in your spirit, can you just say amen, amen, and can we give God a big shout of praise in this place? Come on. I'm just a sheep. I guess I didn't give you the title my message. It's called, I'm Just a Sheep. It's all I am. That's all I am. And I'm good with it because I trust my God. And I surrender today my will over to his will. And we're gonna sing some words here in a moment. We got two minutes, we're good. I wanna sing how God is our champion. Don't just sing it because it's words on a screen. Come on, can we sing it from here? Come on, can we sing this this morning? God is our champion. Can we sing it this morning like we really mean it? Like, come on, can we sing it like we're desperate? Oh, God, I'm desperate. I'm desperate for you, Jesus. And we recognize this morning who you are in our life, Jesus. And you're so good, even though we can't see it, God. Open our eyes this morning, God. Open our ears this morning, Jesus. Come on, sing this out with me. This morning to you. Uh, we're gonna have prayer teams that are gonna make their way up here. I'll be up here to pray for you if you need prayer. Come on, can we can we right now if you're on the prayer teams just make your way up here? Now if you need prayer for anything today, I, I just I sense this some people in here that you're in a dark season. And I love I love so much because listen, this house is a house of protection, and sometimes we get to stand together and we get to just pray a blessing over each other probably heard this language before, but I pray a hedge of protection over you. Why? Because God's given me authority. And God's given you authority. And I don't know if you're here today and you're like, I need prayer for anything. I need healing in my body. I need healing in my mind. I feel like I've been blind. I feel like I haven't been able to hear the voice of God. One of Jesus' miracles is he, he heals a deaf man. And he opens up his ears. I, I I believe that God is here right now, and I believe that he can open the ears right now. He can open your spiritual ears to hear like you've never heard before. To open up the scriptures and read the scripture like you've never read before. Some of you, you you, you need a fresh touch from the Holy Spirit this morning. Some of you, you need baptism of the Holy Spirit this morning. You need to get fire of the Holy Spirit. Come on, you need to be filled up from your head to your toe tell to your head, come on somebody, you need the Holy Spirit, because when you open up God's word, guess what, he reveals Jesus to you, and he will point you to all truth, and so don't walk out of this place going, I'm blind, if you never made that decision, and today, lastly, 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 before we we dismiss and pray, I want to pray, if you're here, and you've never made a decision to follow the shepherd, you never made a decision to surrender your will over to his will, and you never made a decision, like we say, to surrender your life to Jesus, to make him Lord and Savior of your life. I want to give you an opportunity to do that today. And God is so good because he says, I got, I got other sheep. They're, they're a part of a different sheep, and I, I'm going to go get them, and I'm going to bring them in. He's talking about you, and he's talking about me. And maybe there's some people in here today, and you're, you're in that other sheep pen. And Jesus says, if you'll call out to me today, I'll come get you. I'll save you. And you can know today that you will not spend eternity in hell. No, you will spend eternity in heaven with Jesus the Good Shepherd. If there's anybody in here today, would you just lift your hand and be bold? Just be bold. You want to make a decision to follow Jesus today for the first time. You want going to make that decision. Come on, thank you. Thank you, Jesus. God, we thank you for your saving power. And God, we thank you that God we call out to you. You come running to us. God, we, I thank you this morning that you draft you graft us in. God, you pull sheep in to your family. And I thank you so much, Jesus, today for your voice. I pray as we leave this place, we, we begin to see you in everything we do and everywhere we go. I pray, God, that you would provoke our minds. God, that we would begin to watch movies and you'd just speak to us. God, we begin to listen to music and you'd speak to us. God, we'd begin to take a bite of pizza and you would speak to us. Because, God, you're there and you're available. And, God, I pray that we wouldn't be a people that are unaware of your presence. But we would be people who in every day, in every moment, we would be aware of you. I pray a blessing over every person here. Thank you, Jesus, for what you're doing. We love you. Come on, all God's people said amen. Can you say amen again? Can you give God a big shout of praise? Come on. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus.